it's time to go 10 to 1. 2 fanboys podcasting about nothing begins now. Hey everybody, welcome to the 10 to 1 podcast. I'm your host, Eric Olinger. Joined as always by my good buddy Chris Heil. Chris, how are we doing tonight? What's up? Oh my God! Welcome to the '90s, folks. Chris is bringing it back. God, you gotta love it. It brings back so many uh, memories. Yeah, the <laughs> the Budweiser commercial that just wouldn't die. So, ironically, Chris has brought it back to the late '90s, early 2000s. But tonight, we're actually looking forward to 2017 and the movies that we're looking forward to the most. But before we get to that, I just want to let everybody know where you can find us. On Twitter, you can find us at 10 to 1 Podcast. You can find me personally at Olinger IDP. You can find Chris at The Grizzly Beard. And we also have a Facebook page. So if you get a second, uh, just look us up, 10 to 1 Podcast. Like our page. Feel free to leave comments. Just kind of let us know what you guys are thinking. And feel free to just uh, throw your two cents in on whatever our topic was for the week or if you have any ideas for what you might want to hear moving forward. Uh, we usually peg this in at the end, but we wanted to squeeze it there in the front just to make sure that you guys aren't logging off when we uh, are nearing the finish line. So we're an active active uh, duo. Throw a line out. Right. So let's start the conversation already, Eric. Let's start the conversation of your thoughts on The Godfather and Godfather 2, which we talked about last week with our Oscar-winning films. Well, this is good. There's, oh, right. The good? Godfather 1. I, I really like The Godfather 1. The Godfather 1 would have made my list for best Oscar-winning films somewhere, probably in the top five. Um, it would not have beat The Departed. Go on. The Godfather... <laughs> Uh, I, I need to be very delicate in how I w- word this next sentence. The Godfather 2 stole three and a half hours of my life that I will never have back. That was the most disappointing film I'd ever put eyes on. And that's not hyperbole. Like, this film was so hyped, not just by you, but by everybody, because when I was telling people I haven't seen The Godfather, oh, you gotta see The Godfather 2. Like, it's, it's the best. Watch Godfather 2, and then skip Godfather 3 because it's trash. Okay, fair enough. I heard it from enough people. That was my plan. So, I watched The Godfather 1. Really loved it. Loved how it ended with Michael taking out, spoilers, with Michael taking out the head of the five families. You know, he took over his father's empire. You know, he was the Don. And so I'm like, sweet, man. Like, let's fire into Godfather 2. Like, this is three and a half hours. Holy crap. Alright. Just wasn't into it, man. Like, the long payoff of Vito Corleone, like, getting back at the man that killed his family, that was awesome. The part where Michael's wife tells him that she had the abortion and, like, wrecked his world, that was powerful. But that three and a half hour movie could have been pushed down to a buck and a half, man. Like, that could have been 90 minutes of powerhouse movie. But it built it up. But it didn't, man. Like, it was just drowned out by slow, boring backstory. Like, oh my god. I think you're gonna be one of the few people that like Godfather 3 then. It's just gonna work that way. Like, you're gonna hate 2 but love 3. And everyone's gonna be like, what is wrong with you? Dude, I'm not kidding. Like, The Godfather 1, like, I will watch that movie again. I could throw The Godfather 2 in the trash and never even look look back. (laughs) I was so heartbroken, man. Well, let's get started on on tonight's topic. Tonight we're talking about the 2017 most anticipated movies by the each of us. My list is completely garbage, but I love it in my own sense. Like, it's one that people are just going to laugh at, but I, I'm excited about the movies, and they all have, like, they're, some of them already have sentimental reasons of why I want to watch them. I think anybody that knows me, like, even like, even if you follow me on Twitter pretty close, or you're just somebody that knows me, I have a feeling that you could probably sit down and write my list. Like, it, I don't think that I'm going to surprise anybody with anything that's on my uh, top ten. Well, let's, let's start off our top ten here, and Eric, I'll start off, because I know this movie is on your list, and this movie uh, is Pitch Perfect 3 for me. 
<laughs> yeah, it's definitely on my list, man. <laughs> I, I assume it's a much higher up for you. It's my number 10. Um, really, it, it made my list at 10, and here's the reason it could have went higher. Um, because I, I like the other two. I'm not, you know, a, uh, a pitch, a pitch perfect groupie like yourself. Uh, but the plot's undisclosed so far. We don't really know what's gonna happen in the movie. Um, so to me, that's kinda why I, I put it at the end of my list, cause I know it's gonna be further up. I just didn't know where to rank it above others. Uh, you know, the good thing to see is it still has Fat Amy in it. <laughs> I just think it's so funny that that's her character's name in, the, in a movie, Fat Amy. Yeah, I mean, as far as the the Bellas go, it looks like pretty much everyone's back. I, I haven't seen I haven't seen how many of the guys. Like, I don't know how many of the troublemakers are are going to be back. But uh, yeah, dude, this is number this is number five on my list. <laughs> oh man, sorry. <laughs> no, it's cool, man. Like. I love these movies, and we, I think you know I've somehow mentioned it in just about every podcast. But like, I fell in love with Anna Kendrick because of this movie, like, the original one. Yeah, you're right, man. Fat Amy is one of the funniest characters going right now. Kind of like the female Stifler, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of she's she's vulgar, but in all the right ways. <laughs> she is. You're absolutely right. I will say this. I, this is completely off topic. When I was making my list, I had to look up, make sure I didn't miss any movies. So I'm looking up and doing as much research as I can. And I came across they're actually making a Creed 2. Did you know this? When I was making my list, I seen it too, but there was so little information about it that I couldn't tell if it was A, true, or B, actually going to make it into 2017. Because from what I could tell, it's scheduled for late November. And there's so many powerhouse movies coming out in late November and into December that my gut feeling is like that would get pushed back until like early 2018. Yeah, I saw, I've seen a couple sites say 2017, some say 2018. So I, I backed off a little bit, but I, I, I circled it so many times on my list. I was like, I've got to mention it. I want to put it. And I was like, but I, I don't know. There's just not enough info yet. Well, and the other thing is Michael B. Jordan is cast in Black Panther. So if they were actually doing Creed 2, it would have had to have already started filming. Like, it would have to be done with principal photography. And there were there should have been at least a teaser out by now. You're exactly right. The the details are, are, are cloudy at best. So what came in at year number 10? Uh, number 10 for me was Thor Ragnarok. Right so, on. Before we started, I met, we talked about all those... Um, I mentioned at least five movies that... I thought we were going to make your list, mm-hmm. and none of those made my list. They're all on just my Eric's honorable mention. He's going to have these ranked. I don't need to talk about them section. Wow, dude. <laughs> Two of those movies you mentioned didn't even make your list? Yes. Uh, talk about that later then. <laughs> let's get to, Let's get to Thor Ragnarok. So Thor Ragnarok, man, like anybody knows, I'm a big superhero fan, but Thor is kind of the local, but... What they're building towards in this movie, I think, is going to be pretty amazing because Doctor Strange is going to be tied into this, and so is the Hulk. And there's been pictures from the set of this movie where they've actually got Hulk in his battle armor. So if they end up going to Planet Hulk, or even if it's just Thor fighting Hulk, this movie has potential to really set up a ton of Infinity War. So... I haven't that either uh, Asgard or possibly the the planet from Guardians of the Galaxy don't make it out of Ragnarok intact because I think that this could be the movie where Thanos finally makes his appearance and uh, really sets the the groundwork for what we're going to see in Infinity War. So that's why it made my ten, and I'm looking forward to it so much. Yeah, what you mentioned about the about the Hulk and the Hulk armor actually is like really really enticing and. I think it's gonna bring a lot of, even just kids in general, like, into it. The, because the Hulk in general is pretty awesome. As you know, like, the Hulk Buster is, is like, like the most badass thing of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's amazing that they were able to salvage that after one horrible movie, and then one just kinda of so-so movie. Like, that they were able to tie that into the Avengers, you know, on their third actor playing the Hulk. Pretty amazing that they were able to get that right, finally. All right, so Eric, let's have you go back to back. What's your number nine? My number nine, another superhero movie, another reboot. It's Spider-Man: Homecoming. <laughs> this movie is so uh, interesting because it's also a movie that is going to have Iron Man in it. So the whole Tony Stark 
and uh, Peter Parker relationship, like how that continues to grow from what we've seen out of Civil War. So far, the trailers, I mean, the trailers have looked badass, man. Like Michael Keaton donning a supervillain costume. You know, he's going to be playing the Vulture. And, you know, this, this is Tom Holland playing Peter Parker in Spider-Man. It's kind of the, the Spider-Man that we deserved all along, you know, that a guy that actually looks like he's in high school, not just some that's, you know, combing the campus. Toby, Toby Maguire was, was like, he was an okayer, but he wasn't a very good Spider-Man. And James Garfield was kind of just a so-so Peter Parker, but was a great Spider-Man. Like, Tom Holland, from what we've seen in Civil War, seemed to, like, they seemed to have, you know, like, right now Marvel can do no wrong. But what what they're doing here, like, I just can't wait to see where they take it. And this the fact that, you know, they get to all be tied into the Avengers, it's like watching the all-star game of superheroes. I, you know, I haven't seen any clips of this yet, but I've seen pictures of the of Tom Holland, and I think he's going to nail it. He looks like he honestly could be the best Spider-Man that they've possibly gotten for any of the movies. He just, he looks younger, he looks more of the part from any of, like, the comic books, and I would have to say, like, Spider-Man's suit looks slightly, like, I don't know if it's different, it just looks more, this looks like the better, the better one of them yet, honestly, in my opinion, and I, it's hard to kind of say why, um, but just from, like, the pictures I've seen, it looks really neat. Well, the the big thing is they he has Deadpool eyes, like his eyes move, so it it gives facial expressions. You know, it it definitely just gives some flexibility to the suit. It's not just a, uh, you know, uh, basically miming. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. It should be awesome, though. I mean, you've seen have you seen Civil War? I have not. Cap- wow, wow, dude, <laughs> get to get on that because his. His appearance, like there, his appearance in Civil War is awesome, but then there's another scene where Tony Stark goes to his house in Brooklyn and meets Aunt May, which is Marissa Tomei, which is still hot, and like they lay the groundwork for that relationship in the in the Spider-Man movie that's coming out. It's like you definitely like everything you just said. Like it confirms that 100. percent well, I, I, what's funny is my five-year-old son has seen, he's seen all of them. Like, the other night I was, wa- I was doing something and I walked through the living room. I'm like, what are you watching? And he's like, I'm watching Iron Man vs. Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, alright. I just kept walking. Like, I haven't seen it yet. And so like, as a parent, you're probably so, supposed to like, like, kind of preview those movies for him, especially something like that. Like, I was probably supposed to watch that with him. But he's just like, nah, I'm watching it. And I was like, alright, talk to you later. <laughs> Dude, this is totally awful. Like, cause your son is, your son's how old, right? Or how old is your son? Five. Five. Okay. I knew he was close to my daughter's age. My daughter, dude, one of her favorite movies is Deadpool. And it's totally unacceptable as a parent to let her watch Deadpool. But the kid loves Deadpool and it's both scary and exciting, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's, Luckily, she does. She's not like a big repeater. Like, so she doesn't repeat the things that she sees. But she thinks the Deadpool is hilarious. I haven't seen it yet either. I mean, I'm kind of slacking on really just all my movies for like the past a couple of years. I just I have a one year old, so getting out and about is just not one of those things I get to do too often or really alone time. Well, Civil War is on Netflix now, so it if you have Netflix, you can watch that for free. Uh, um, so on, all right, let's, on, let's get this train back on track. Yes, sir. Yeah. So on to You're my number nine. Yes, I have Power Rangers. This one did not make my list, but it does look ear. It does look eerily good. Yeah, I think it looked completely badass, and I saw it, and I was just like, oh my god! I was like, Power Rangers. Which again, this is geared towards. I know I'm. The reason I made my list is because I'm gonna have to see this movie regardless if if I want to or not. My son likes Power Rangers, and uh, it it looks like it's actually gonna be pretty darn good. It looks like it's going to be more of the old school Power Rangers instead of the um like the new age stuff. And so that to me is what's kind of exciting about it. Uh, the story, the storyline of it's pretty vague, so we'll kind of see what happens. Uh, but yeah, somehow Power Rangers made it into my list. The thing that worries me about this movie is 
the the vagueness of all the details. Like you don't know who the villain is going to be other than Rita Repulsa, but she's not really the played by Elizabeth Banks, which actually is one of the the uh, attractions to this movie. But you haven't seen the the Zords, like you haven't seen their vehicles or you know whatever. Aside from like the toy release, you haven't really seen the big bad. From what they've shown us, it reminds me a lot of Chronicle. Like, I don't know if you've seen the movie Chronicle, mm-hmm. but uh, it reminds me a lot of that. But the part they haven't showed me are really the parts that you need to worry about because that's where it can get, that's where it can fall immediately. You know what I mean? So, but even my wife, when we see the previews in the theater, she's like, "Man, that like I don't understand, but somehow that looks really good." <laughs> so, to me, it's when was the last time there was like a relevant movie about this? Like they've kind of always had like those like straight to movie or more of the the TV show. So to me, I think this is. They've put money into this, so I think they're trying for, to, like, this is gonna be their last, like, legitimately, like, their last chance. Like, if, if it's ever gonna be mainstream again, this is their last chance of doing it. Well, so. I mean, not only is Elizabeth Banks Rita Repulsa, but Brian Cranston, freaking Heisenberg, is Zordon. You know what I mean? So it's not like they spared any expense on these, these actors for the, for the quote unquote bit roles, but all the range themselves are, are relative unknowns. Uh, they also have in the movie as well. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, I don't even know what the robot's name is. Alpha, alpha something, right? Yeah, yeah Alpha so, Five. Yep. I mean, they they got some money wrapped up in the so, in the secondary roles. They do, and so that's what's going to be interesting about it is see, you know, they put money into this, and so I believe it says um, estimated budget of 120 million. We shall see. Wow. It, we'll see <laughs> exactly. We'll see how it was all budgeted and how they did with it. It'll also be interesting to see what it opens against. Like, I don't remember what's coming out the same time it opens, but, you know, if, if it gets caught in around the same time as, like, one of the, like, Logan or, or Wonder Woman or, or something like that, then, ugh, good luck. Right, right. That's I mean, that's really the story with any movie, though, when you talk about them, is what it, when it comes out of what it goes against, because a lot of times people are, you can pick out one movie, and maybe that's the movie for their month or two months they get to go see, and, you know, they have to select one then. Well, you know, Pitch Perfect comes out a week after the Star Wars: The Last Jedi. And so you'll probably do a double feature just to go see Star Wars, like what your fourth time then? Yeah, a weekend. I've seen it at least three times. So maybe just that day I'll go watch Star Wars and then just turn around and watch Pitch Perfect right after that. And then maybe Star Same. Wars again right after the, the triple feature, the trifecta. Right. It'd be like when you're a kid, your mom would just drop you off when the theater opens and pick you up when it closes. Oh. <laughs> That would be the greatest, like, <laughs> present from, like, a, a wife. Is to, like, they did that. Like, right next to, like, uh, there's a movie theater not that far away from me, and there's a Wings of Rings in the parking lot next oh, to Jack it. Oh, so, Yeah, so exactly. So everyone, like, that's the go-to, like, dinner and a movie type of thing. And so, like, <laughs> and I, like I think about that all the time. I was like, this kind of dropped me off. Let me go over. I'll have, like, a, a beer intermission, maybe some wings. So I was like, well, maybe not the wings. It might tear my stomach up. We'll see. <laughs> but I'm willing to gamble. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's get to our number, my number eight movie now. Right. Uh, Jumanji. You know, the first one was amazing. Uh, everyone has hopefully seen that movie uh, with Robert Williams. This one has The Rock in it. Uh, yeah, I don't really know what to think about this, man. Like... I'm a huge Robin Williams fan, like both as an actor and a comedian. So The Rock has the a way to make it work. So I'll give him benefit of the doubt, but kind of have mixed feelings about it. But you tell me why it's number eight on your list. Well, it has it has people that they're trying to make funny. Personally, they're not the people that I think are funny. It has Jack Black and it has Kevin Hart. Honestly, I think the two of them try way too hard to be funny, in my opinion. Uh, but at least they're trying, it looks like they're gonna try to make that the comical side of the movie. Uh, of course, it's a movie based on the board game and the kids play. I think it looks, to me it looks really, really interesting and I think it has every chance to be just as good as the first one. I just hope it has the funny side. To me, it doesn't look like it has the kids, uh, in the movie as they are like the front, the, the front piece of it. Um, it says um, in the in the plot of it, it says that it is four teenagers are sucked into Jumanji. I don't know if they're trying to make uh, who Dwayne Johnson is because last time he was uh, I, I don't remember if he was the the parent or the babysitter or what he was. I don't remember that offhand, and so I don't know how all this is going to tie into each other. 
Yeah, well, supposedly it's not a remake. It's kind of just a a reboot, like a, a relaunching of the of the story. So I don't think it's going to necessarily be oh really uh, a copy of what we saw the first time because the first time they they Robin Williams played the move played the game as a child and then got trapped in the game until the the kids started playing it again fifty forty years later thirty years later however many years it was and then he escaped out of the game. So this one, from what I understand, is going to be basically a a, a a relaunching of the of this franchise, even though it was only one flick. But uh, yeah, and because I, sorry to cut you off. As I said, I read here and it says uh, the tables are turned as four teenagers are sucked into Jumanji's world. It doesn't even say they're playing the board game or anything either. So I'm, my guess is, and if that's how they're wording it, that four teenagers get sucked into the game and those are the four teenagers of Kevin Hart, Jack Black, The uh, the Rock, and Karen Gilliam. Yeah, and I hate to read this off of like IMDb, but it says, uh, you know, it says they'll, they'll play as characters from the game and so it looks like maybe like the teenagers turn into these people from the game and so that's where Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, Jack Black all come into play. Yeah, I, see, now I'm even more mixed on it. Like, originally I wasn't going to put it on my list, and then I was like, you know what? I was like, I really love Jumanji. And I was like, I gotta put it on, and now I've like deterred myself away from it again. <laughs> when, uh, since you got it up on the IMDb, when is the release date? Well, it, um, December 22nd. Okay, so that's the same weekend as Pitch Perfect and a week after Star Wars. That one's probably gonna have to wait for Netflix. <laughs> or wait for pay-per-view. I mean, we've already talked about the trifecta. This may be, come in for the trifecta for you. No. <laughs> there's there's no way that anywhere near Christmas time that I'm going to walk into a theater and not watch A, Star Wars, or B, Pitch Perfect 3. Like, it would... Someone's have to do one hell of a sell job. <laughs> so what is your number eight, uh, eight, then? My number eight is War for the Planet of the Apes. The original Planet of the Apes movies, I couldn't give a crap less about. But this reboot, starting with the James Franco movie, was, I mean, it is amazing. Like, what they're able to do with CGI now, and, uh, and what Andy Serkis can do with whole, the stop motion, uh, animation where, you know, he puts on the, all the, all the dots and the, they have all the CGI, his movements and everything. Yes. It, uh, I, he he's doing the Lord's work, man. Like that's some amazing, amazing stuff. I this is just a it's a franchise now that has my attention. It gets me excited. And Woody freaking Harrelson's in this third one. It's funny. I was gonna mention that somehow or another, we always seem to kind of talk about him as well. Yeah, yeah. He we're at the, maybe we can get him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, this was an honorable mention for me. The Planet of the Apes are so hit or miss, in my opinion. Um, this one actually looks really good, but that doesn't mean it's going to be good. Uh, the action scenes look good, but it's the storyline of it could be just absolutely terrible. That's why, to me, it didn't make my list. But I, I'm very intrigued, and I'm going to follow it closely to see what everyone else says about it. So, I mean, it very well could be a movie where I have to go in and go see it. Um, this one comes out in July, too, so I don't know of a whole lot of stuff really coming out around that time, so this one might fall in the perfect time to go see a movie. Yeah, and you know what What you just said, like, that's how I felt about the first one. Like, it wasn't something that I felt like I needed to see or even had any desire to see, but then it was, like, I don't remember, maybe, maybe I even seen it at the drive-in, like, as a, a secondary movie, but when I did see it, I was, like, I was hooked. It's earned my money. So let's go ahead and put this out there. If you have a drive-in in your area, make sure you at least go to it once a year and keep them in business. The, I love them. I think it's still, like, the greatest idea of drive-ins, and I, was, I tell, uh, people all the time, it's like, I'm going to the drive-in this week, and they're like, oh, what's playing? And it's it's just exciting, because it's a totally different atmosphere than a movie, but it's so, it's like, it, I have memories of it as a child. I loved it. Yeah, it, I tell you what, man, let's go ahead and let's run our next contest. The, the last gentleman who we called out did not win our contest, and I didn't talk to you about this the same way you didn't talk to me about the last one, but I'm going to give you the name of the drive-in that I go to, and if you can, the first person to tweet at 10 to 1 podcast and answer with the correct, or give me the correct answer, can give us our next topic. 
the drive-in that I go to to watch movies is called the Melody 49. So the first person that can tweet at 10 to 1 podcast with Melody 49, we'll get in contact and you can pick our topic for next week. How's that? Tweeted it. I'm, I'm picking out the topic. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is playing for silver. <laughs> All right, so let's move it on again. Uh, you're number seven. I'm actually excited to talk about my seven. I hope you have the same seven as me. Is it Logan? Nope, Logan didn't make my list. Your list is shit, then. I told because... you. I said before, my list is bad. It's got bad <laughs> movies on it, but they're movies that I want to see, and I don't know why. <laughs> All right, if Logan is close, man. Logan is March 3rd, so we're less than a month out. This is supposed to be the curtain call for Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart in the X-Men franchise. And even though this last, uh, the Wolverine movie, the one where he goes to Japan and yada yada, samurai, yada yada, who gives a shit, wasn't good, this movie looks freaking epic, man. Like, it has a little bit of, like, Mad Max feel because it just looks apocalyptic. But Old Man Logan, like, to tell this story and what they're doing with the little girl... X-23, dude, like, just take my money. Take my money. Take all my money. <laughs> I cannot wait for this. Like, I've, I haven't been this excited for an X-Men movie maybe ever. Like, it, uh, the, the, whoever's cutting these trailers deserves all the recognition. Like, the, the trailers for these two Logan movies are as good as anything I've seen since Suicide Squad. Like, Suicide Squad and Guardians of the Galaxy have the two like best trailers all the time like, but these Logan trailers have been phenomenal man like they have drummed up all the interest man what's funny is I would have thought that this movie would have been higher up on your list however I mean it is just a deep year and Eric Olinger movies for 2017 yeah it's a great time to be a friggin dork like it's <laughs> a phenomenal time to be a nerd you don't have to wait longer than two months ever for the next great superhero movie or Pitch Perfect 3. but. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's start off with my number 7 movie. I went back-to-back Dwayne Johnson movies here. Eric, do you know another movie with uh, Dwayne Johnson in it that's coming out in 2017? Fate of the Furious? No, it's not, that's not the movie I picked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, went, I went with ba- Baywatch. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Alright, sell me on Baywatch. <laughs> I'm not selling you on this movie. <laughs> I, I can't even sell myself on this movie, but I'm going to go see it. Of course you want to see every girl in a, in a swimsuit. I watched it when I was younger. Um, I just remember I tried to use it as a pickup line when I was like in third grade. I was like, you want to play Baywatch? Let me try to sit, bring you back to life. And I didn't realize what I was doing at the time then. I was like, damn, that was pretty smooth. <laughs> was it? <laughs> was it silly? <laughs> Um, you know, the movie has David Hasselhoff in it, so we'll see where it goes from there. It has Zach Efron, Dwayne Johnson, and Pam Anderson. So, I mean, at the very least, it may go into an adult film. We don't know yet. You know, it's one of those movies that'll probably end up being funny. Like, I some somehow developed a, a bro crush on Zach Efron. Maybe it was Dirty Grandpa or Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, both of which are, are funny, bad movies. I'm sure when you put The Rock and Efron together, like, it's gonna be funny. It just, it's pro, I mean, it's probably not gonna get my money at the theater though. Yeah, it's probably definitely gonna get my money though. Like I said, <laughs> I don't go very often, and this will be the one of the ones where I can, I won't be able to talk my girl into it, but I might be able, to, this might be one that I get to go watch alone. And so we'll see. I, I'm definitely gonna try to do whatever I can to get into this movie. This, my list is bad. <laughs> I'm glad you're noticing that. <laughs> uh, and actually what's funny is I look at the rest of my list and it really doesn't get any better with uh, other movies that, that are just on their own. I have one movie that's just on their own from here on the rest are like seconds, thirds, or just kind of like playoffs of other movies. The, every single one of them from here on, except for my next one. And so that's kind of funny. Alright, so... Do you want to do your number six, or is it... Yeah, actually, I want to, because this is the only one that is not a a remake or a second or third of a movie. This one's Patriot's Day. Patriot's Day come out... Patriot's Day already came out. The one with Mark Wahlberg, right? Talking about the uh, Boston Boston bombing? Yes, yes, yes. Wait a second, I'll I'll 
Yeah, it just came out. No, it said it came out January thirteenth, two thousand seventeen. Okay, okay. So yeah, so, so you just haven't seen it yet. So I haven't seen it yet. Um, I can. I'll choose. I want to keep this one in because it looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my my in laws have seen it and they liked it, but it to me to me it's still too recent. Like it feels like this just happened. You know what I mean? Like I know it's been like twenty fourteen. Yeah. Was it 2014 or 2015 the bombings happened? But 2013. Anyway, 2013. Okay. But, it, it, I mean, it feels like it just happened. So, for them to pump a movie out so fast, like, I don't know, man. Like, I I will I will probably watch it at some point, but I it, I know for a fact I'm just not going to go to the theater and see it. And I didn't realize it had came out so so soon, I thought it came out just a little in a little while because I remember seeing commercials, and I was like, I absolutely have to go see this movie. And this is a movie that, like, if I am able to to get like a date night, this is one that I would go see, and I know she would want to go see too, just because it looks to me, it looks really good. Well, like like I said, man, like I haven't heard anybody say anything you know overly negative about it, and my my in laws liked it. <laughs> so, I don't get so it, that, but I like Mark Wahlberg. I don't understand why. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's. Yeah, yeah, I know. He has it's, like that asshole look to him. Like you just want to hate him, but for whatever reason, I always seem to watch his movies. And I think he does a great job. Like even in Transformers, like he's got like the hair, like the longer hair, and it's just like, man, I don't like him. And then I watch the movie, I'm like, he he is awesome. I wish I was Mark Wahlberg. The thing is, if you like him, you're gonna like him in everything. And if you hate him, you're gonna hate him in everything. That's because true. he's just Mark Wahlberg. So let's go to your number six. My number six is Wonder Woman. And if you've seen Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, while that movie had plenty of flaws, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman was not one of them. She brought Diana Prince to life. And there's very few superheroes that are iconic to one actor or actress. And Wonder Woman and Linda Carter is definitely one of them. So for Gal Gadot to be able to step in and carve out a piece of history as, as Wonder Woman is impressive and now her you know her movie is just a couple months away and it looks sweet it'll be interesting to see how the dceu plays this thing out because you know right now the the whole thing's kind of on unstable ground it things could be a little merrier a little a little more optimistic and there's a lot riding on this movie i can't i can't wait to see it man like gal gadot just choose the screen up with her overwhelming hotness but her overwhelming ability to portray the character I don't see this movie doing as well as maybe the other superhero movies um, mostly because you know it is a lead female role uh, I don't see a lot of guys wanting to go see this of course they're going to want to see like how hot she is but it's not like a lot of guys aren't going to be like yeah Wonder Woman's so bad so I can't wait to go watch that and that's just to me that is kind of disappointing is because I think it's going to be a good film. It's just going to be one of those things that it's not going to get the love and attention if Wonder Woman was a guy, unfortunately. You, you know, you may be right, but I don't think they're expecting this movie to push for a billion dollars. Oh, so, I, I agree. You know, if this movie, like Suicide Squad, even though you know a lot of critics shit all over it, you know that movie made over eight hundred million dollars worldwide, and it didn't open in China. It grossly outperformed. It was mostly on Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. So Wonder Woman is really the first movie since, what, the shitty Catwoman with Halle Berry? Or or maybe Elektra? This is a female superhero lead. And I think that like right now is the perfect time for it. Because, you know, I have a four-year-old daughter who's into superheroes. And she loves Supergirl on the CW. And she loved Wonder Woman and Dawn of Justice. You know, they even have the, uh, the, the DC cartoon. I can't remember what it's called, but it's, it's all girls. Like the, the DC. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, my, my, Avery, my daughter has all the, like, little Barbie dolls of, of these DC superhero girls. As long as Scarlett Johansson has been Black Widow in the, in the Marvel universe for, you know, the last dozen years, they've never given her her own movie. So, Wonder Woman to, hold her own next to Affleck and Henry Cavill and Dawn of Justice and then to be able to get her own movie like I I think I think it's going to do all right like it there, there seems to be this this dark cloud hanging over the DC films though where 
it doesn't matter if this is like the Citizen Kane of frigging superhero movies. The haters come out in full force for the DC movies for some reason. And I still think they're going to. I mean, even though you defended it and said like, uh, you know, like Harley Quinn sold like Suicide Squad. Yes, she did, but she's also a villain and that's a lot more intriguing than like, because you know, like, you know, they could be setting that up where she's going to eventually go against like Batman or whatever. That's what's enticing and exciting about it is because everyone wants to see Batman beat the shit out of her. But it's different with like Super or with Wonder Woman. I mean, I, I, I just don't, for whatever reason, I already, I already don't think it's, I think it's gonna be, like, I think it's, the story's gonna be good. I just don't think I'm going to be like, like, oh, I have to go see that movie again. I don't know why. And I think a lot of people are gonna kinda be in that same boat. I hope not, but I can't wait to see it. So, we'll move on to my number five movie. It's Cars 3. Cars 1 was my fun, or my son's favorite movie, uh, when he was little. Every, t- every night we went to bed, we were watch, we'd watch it as the calm down movie. It's the movie, that we watched three or four times a day. I've probably seen that movie over like two billion times. Like, it's probably the mostly movie by, like, that I've seen, unfortunately. Not by choice, but it's one that I've watched. Um, Cars 2 was absolutely terrible. I hated the movie. I couldn't stand it. I thought the story was terrible. Cars 3 looks like it's actually back on point again. In this movie, the storyline of it looks good. He comes back to prove to the new generation that he can still race. He teaches them how to race. Um, it's not the whole like secret agent type of thing that they did in Cars 2. I think this movie is going to be really good. It has uh, Owen Wilson back in it. It has Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, which, you know, who's excited for Larry the Cable Guy to be in a movie besides me? And not to mention that what's really even more exciting for me is it comes out, like, my son's yeah. birthday weekend. Yeah, so exactly. Like, it has, like, all this, like, meaning and sentimental. Like, I am so much more jacked up about this movie <laughs> than he is, probably. <laughs> but, like, it's it's one of those things where I've grown up. I've played with Lightning McQueen with, like, so many different toys and everything. Like, he is still all over our, our house and... It's so funny, like bath toys, like my daughter even plays with them because we have like floating Lightning McQueen like cars. Like right. They, like they like literally can drive on water. And so like she thinks they're awesome. So it's kind of one of those, this may be the first movie that we go take to see, go take her to see. We, I don't know yet. I, I'm, I don't, I think it's going to be good. So I'm excited. I wish I could just sit there and like, this is one that I will go see opening night. Like that's, that's what's funny about it is it probably could have made it on my list even higher, but I'm, more anticipated or more excited about my number one movie than this one and we'll get to that soon alright so we already talked about my number five my number five is Pitch Perfect 3 my number four is Justice League so we just talked about Wonder Woman and this is really where all the chips are pushed in for the DCEU the DCEU I keep referring to is the the DC Extended Universe just in case everybody the, the level of nerd that I am Batman vs Superman even though it made close to a billion dollars was viewed as a failure because of all the critic the negative uh criticism suicide squad the critics didn't like it but you know that's fine it made it far outperformed expectations but what happens with wonder woman and then what happens ultimately with justice league is going to, it's really going to play a huge factor in where the dceu goes after that Ben Affleck's already stepped down as the director of the Batman movie, which he was directing, he was producing, he was acting in, and he was also writing the movie. So that's a ton of friggin' work for any person. And coming off of a somewhat disappointing showing in Live by Night, which I guess Warner Brothers is writing off like a $75 million loss, and they were expecting... Oscar-worthy film that they expected nominations, which obviously didn't happen. Because of that, Affleck stepped down as director and, and asked them to bring in help. But he also said that he's still going to be a writer, he's still acting in, he's still going to be producing. Affleck, at this point, hasn't walked away from the, this Batman movie. But they were wanting to start filming this, the Batman movie, this spring. So what this is kind of saying is Affleck's kind of wanting to take a step back and see how critics respond to Wonder Woman and Justice League before he actually starts filming this Batman movie. If Justice League shits the bed, I don't think we'll ever see Affleck in the cowl again. Like, I think Justice League will be it. Justice League didn't make my list, um, just because I knew you'd have it so hyped up. Um, I- I'll, go, of course, go see this, and I actually think this movie could, like, just from, like, who's in it and the way that the story kind of looks like it's going to be going... 
it really may win some Oscars. And I know you kind of mentioned that that's what they're kind of riding on with this, but they have the, they have the actors to be in it. Um, the real, the real worrisome for me in this is Lex Luthor being Jesse Eisenberg. Well, two, two things. I, they were expecting Oscar nominations for Live by Night, the, the oh, after okay. film. So Justice League, I, I don't think, I don't think anybody's going to get a, a, a nod for best film or best actor, but you're right, man. Like, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor was the biggest issue with that movie. It was a new take on the villain, kind of like a, you know, a 2016 version of what a technological villain would look like. So, like, I get that, but Eisenberg's such a weaselly little shit. Like, right. So we'll go ahead and go with my first 2018, uh, like early prediction. I think it will, I think this movie will win an Oscar. Um, and I, I bet it won't be like, I'm, I'm sure it'll win costume or something like that, just depending on, actually maybe not, cause like, there's a bunch of other movies coming out. Um, I think it, it, it really well could win like a, like a, a Ben Affleck, like best supporting actor, best supporting actor or actress is maybe what I'll go with in this. It would, if that happens, then that means the DCEU is back on track and the, the, the dark clouds have a silver lining. I, I, I pray that you're right, but dude, I'm, I'm worried, man. So let's go into my number four movie. The time is meow. Super Troopers 2 coming out <laughs> this year. Um, they don't have a, a set date for it yet, but it, it, it has said that it's going to come out in 2017. They're in uh, post-production for it. So, uh, I'm really excited for this movie. I, if it's anything like the first one, it's going to be hilarious. Yeah, dude, I love the Super Troopers. Oh, I agree. I think it's going to be, it's going to, it has pretty much the original cast back in it, and it looks like it's going to be, uh, just as funny, if not more funny than the first one. So I think it has everything, it, it has everything. We don't know exactly what's going to happen yet because there isn't a whole lot leaked about it. Um, which I'm kind of excited about. I don't want too much leaked. I don't want all the funny parts in the previews because I just want to go into the film or into the movies and just lose it on this. All right. So let's move to, uh, number three and I'll go ahead and leave this one. This is funny. We've only had one of the same movies so far. And it was pitch perfect three. I wouldn't have bet money on that. <laughs> This one is Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast did not make my list, although it was on the honorable mention list. I think this movie, there's a couple, we'll start off with the bad things I don't like about the movie. Um, you watch the trailers. Um, this movie's all supposed to take place in the same area, okay? Um, which is fine, but there is like three different accents going on in this movie. <laughs> uh, you have um, Emma Watson, with kind of like a British accent, and then you have all these other people with different accents, like um, what's, uh, Gaston has a totally different act- accent than than Belle, and I I understand you know maybe she has she has the one like she could be the one with the only different accent, but no one else has the accents in it, and they, like there's another, someone else that has an accent in it as well, and it just like really threw me off. Like I was watching, I was like, what is going on in this movie? I was like, what are they trying to do? I was like, it's too much for me, and I was just like. But besides that, the movie looks really awesome, and I'm really glad they're redoing this. As you can tell, I'm a huge like Disney nerd. Everything that I've come out so far that I've seen, it looks really good. It looks it looks so incredibly realistic with everything they've shown. Um, and Emma Watson's super hot too. It's I'm excited for this movie just because I'm excited to take my daughter to it. Like it, I can I know that she'll enjoy. I know she'll like it. So let's go to year number three. Um, I'm. I'm actually interested because I think I know what your top two are, so I'm interested to see what three is. My number three actually opens tomorrow night. It's the Lego Batman movie. This movie actually made my number one. Did it? Okay. This movie looks freaking incredible. It looks like everything you love about the comics. It looks like everything you love about the movies. It looks like everything you love about the video games. It looks like if you're a Batman fan, it'll be one hell of a gun. I can't wait to see it. I got my, my two youngest kids are jacked up to see it. Like, my wife knows that we'll be going, you know, if not tomorrow night, then Friday. It just looks like a blast, man. Like, I, I cannot wait for this friggin' movie. Oh, I can't either. My my son absolutely loves like any Lego video game. Um, so you know we, we we've played Lego Batman one, two, and three. We played Lego like Avengers. We played them all. 
But Lego Batman is like his favorite, and then we watch all the the movies as well. So like when they had like the Lego Justice League, we watched that. Um, any of those ever come out, we watch them instantly, and they're all recorded on our DVR when they're on TV. This came out, and we saw I saw the video, and I instantly like dropped my mouth. I was like, I did not know this was coming. This is like a <laughs> holy shit moment. I was like, we're going to see this one. And I was like, I bet not once, but at least two or three times we're going to see this movie, and. It looks like they have put time, effort into it. It does look like it was like a low budget. Like they're trying to make this thing big, and I think it's going to be even bigger than they kind of anticipated, honestly. Well, yeah, because I mean, he damn near sold the show. Like, there's two things you remember about the Lego movie is that everything is awesome, and goddamn Batman. He, Will Arnett, like the way his mocking of Christian Bale's Batman voice is incredible, man. It like, is. It's, it's so, so sarcastic good. too. He's just so sarcastic. It's, it, it, he does a great job with it. Yeah, and I actually, it was funny, is I didn't even peg that movie to be on your list, which I don't know why, but it just like, totally slipped my mind. But it to me, I was just like, this movie is going to be so good. I, I It was number one. When I put my list together, I was like, this one's number one. I was like, and I'll build around the rest of this. Uh, so let's go into, uh, I gave my three, your three, let's go to my number two. Um, but before we do that, let's go ahead and let everyone know again, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a follow, please. Of course, the trivia question was laid out by Eric earlier in the show. So if you are listening and you're not fast-forwarding, go back, listen, make sure you answer it uh, so you can possibly win the prize. We won't say because if you didn't listen you fast-forwarded, you'll have to go back. My number two movie is kind of one that I saw a video of, and for whatever reason, I got excited for it. I don't know why, um, but it looks really, really awesome to me, and it's Kong Skull Island. This one also was made my honorable mention list. It was just outside, and it was simply just because I, my list is flooded with superhero movies. But it, it, here it says, yes. <laughs> um, it, it was basically between this and War for the Planet of the Apes, so I can only have one ape movie, and <laughs> Kong wasn't it. I mean, that's a good rule to have, honestly. Right. And so what's crazy is this one made it so high up on my list, but Kong just looks absolutely crazy. It doesn't look like they... Uh, it's supposed to be a two-hour film. It's not like the other previous one where it's the whole love story. There isn't as much Kong in it as there is people talking. This one looks like it's just pure chaos, and he's unleashing on everything. And to me, this is going to be that action-packed movie that everyone's going to watch, and it's just going to be so chaotic. And then, of course, Samuel L. Jackson's in the movie. Not that he's yeah, like, yeah, like, not to mention that like he's good or anything, but like he's the lieutenant in the movie, and so like I get to see him being completely inappropriate, yelling stuff, and just making that part of the movie like the the comical part of the movie. I think that's what's going to be good about it. Get this motherfucking gorilla off my motherfucking island. <laughs> exactly. And that's like, like that's going to be the line that everyone's like, you remember that from Kong? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> this, to me, even like the picture, the the poster of the Kong looks awesome. The Kong looks... It e does. He looks enormous. It does. And so I'm really excited for it. And I, like I said, I wish I had more reason of why I wanted to, but it just looks like one of those like one movies that like... It's like a guy movie, total, like 100%. Like, this looks like you're going to watch this insane beast just beat the shit out of everything. All right, so let's get to your number two movie. I think I know what it is. Number two is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Boom, got it. This movie damn near took the number one spot. That's how much I'm looking forward to this movie. It was one that... I think once I finally watch the first one, it, I could be excited for this one, but since I haven't seen it, I'm just like, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. The the first ten minutes of the Guardians of the Galaxy will have you heartbroken and hugging your kid. The next ten minutes will have you and your kid dancing in the living room. It's a ridiculous roller coaster of emotions right from the get-go, and then it just turns into a freaking blast. So you get to talk back to back here. We talked about my number one being the Batman uh, Lego movie. Um, so let's go to your number one, which is no surprise. Star Wars The Last Jedi. I mean, goddamn, dude. Did anybody not see this one coming? I need to know what Luke said. I need to know when episode seven ended and Ray's holding that lightsaber out and Luke is all, 
breathing heavy and panting like she just caught him doing something weird. I need to know what the first words out of his mouth are and if the last Jedi is singular or if it's in the plural tense where they're the last Jedi. They can, like, what they did with episode seven being amazing, been redeemed from the, the prequels. Tell me the rest of the story. You know, it's going to be the last time we ever see Carrie Fisher in a movie. This thing is going to be amazing. So December cannot get here fast enough. Star Wars and Pitch Perfect 3, that's my Christmas present, man. Well, I have to ask this question. It's bugging me now. So this is not actress-related. This is totally character-related, okay? Okay. In their prime, would you rather Ray or Leia? Slave Leia. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, man, Ray is so hot. Yeah, but, yeah, Slave Leia. Fisher was smoking hot when she was young. She aged like a gallon of milk, but, yeah, dude, Slave Leia or just even a New Hope Leia where she's in that all-white robe. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's Leia not close. I, I, don't, I don't have – like, that's so funny is I am, like, completely opposite of Leia. I hated Leia. I don't like how she, like, talks in the movies, like, how she acts. Like, I was just like oh. – oh, like, I don't like her at all. Like, to me, I was like, when I watch her, like, I know, like, there's, like, all these people, like, like are totally into her. I'm just like, no, no, no. But the thing is, though, you got to remember, in those movies, she's rich. <laughs> she's a princess. Right. That's how a stuck-up princess would act. Right. Ray's living in a sandbox. Much so easier. Her, her expectations <laughs> are lower. Yeah, maybe maybe the slave, slave Leia outfit just knocked her down a peg. <laughs> All right, so that's it for this week's uh, uh, podcast. Uh, as we mentioned several other times, um, if you answer the question right, you can uh, possibly pick out an episode if that's what the reward was. I'm not saying, which I might have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, again, we always appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week. Uh, and, Eric... It's always my pleasure to work with you and do this. This is a complete blast. And so thanks for tuning in with me each week to do this. I have fun. Yeah, man, me too. And to anybody that's still listening, let us know what you're looking forward to in 2017 because this is something that we will have a blast talking about. So you can hit us at 10 to 1 Podcast on Twitter or at Olinger IDP or at The Grizzly Beard. Hit all three of us, hit one of us, you know, whatever. But let's hear what you're looking forward to. All right. So we're out. We're off. And we'll see you next week.